Traditionally, movies that include key scenes centered around meeting the in-laws have almost exclusively found their home in the comedy section of Blockbuster. Monster-in-Law, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, The Birdcage, Shrek 2, Father of the Bride, and of course, Meet the Parents, starring that affable star of two-hour Cinnabon commercial, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, focus on the laughs and gaffes that come with that most awkward of initial encounters. In 2017, Jordan Peele, known for his comedy acting in shows and movies, even having appeared in the Meet the Parents sequel, released his directorial debut, a horror movie about a man meeting his girlfriend's family for the first time. Raising the stakes of the film was the underlying and escalating issue of race, leading studios and theaters to assume the movie would be a niche and modest hit. It ended up walloping juggernauts in franchises like Pirates of the Caribbean, Cars, Transformers, and even Star Wars. And perhaps most importantly, it landed on the most ballyhooed of year-end list that December. Gomer's favorite things. We're the two Gomers. We're talking Get Out. And this is Perfect Movie. everybody to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Stephen, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. <laughs> I'm so scared right now. We're, we're oh really that scared you we're concluding our month of <laughs> chills spills and thrills <laughs> <laughs> oh guess what i ate this morning what oh no this is count, not count I, chocula no almost kooky crisp not kooky crisp another spooky cereal and we i could never talk about this on our other podcast because it's a true gomer confession shouldn't be eating this for breakfast i oh ate boy. it with <laughs> Lactose-free milk. Ah. Because I don't want to get digestive issues. Ooh. <laughs> Rumbly I some, tummy. I had, I had booberry for the first time this morning. Ooh. Um, that sounds amazing, actually. It was really good. Well, booberries, I'm going to try yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, once we're out of this no sugar month, which you're supposed right. to be doing. Sorry. Um, no, I'm Shoot. actually... No, but not water. That's you. That didn't break no, any actually, rules. I can, yeah, I can eat a. I that can didn't eat a bowl break of any rules. Right. No. no, I'm good. It just is. It's murder on my Weight Watchers app. <laughs> right. So if you're a perfect movie fan, yeah, and you're you, like for somehow you don't listen to Two Gomers. Mm -hmm. There. Th What's wrong with you? A, first of all, you need right. to go and listen to our our other feed, where we talk <laughs> about losing weight for some reason. Right. <laughs> Who else does this? Right. Um, yeah, but anyways, we're in our, I mean, we're at the end of our Gomer Screams month. Yep. So my my question as we get into Get Out, 
which yeah. is like, I'm not a horror movie guy. We're going to talk about that later. You've uh-huh. become a horror movie guy. Right. Um, is I have something that scares me. I wanted to know just real quick, other than getting the bubble guts, uh-huh. <laughs> what scares you? Oh, what scares me? Yeah, um, what's... Oh, okay. Can I tell you? I, I got scared this morning. Can I tell you this story? Okay. A very spooky story. Jess and I yeah. were on a run, mm-hmm. and I've started doing this bit where I am actually scared when I run by certain houses. And so yeah. I start doing this stupid thing. I've been doing this whole episode. I start going, ooh, while we're running. Yeah, or, ah! yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And we ran by this house, and there's these, um, these like, the... the it, my, the my, the scariest thing for me, which is something swinging, oh. is very scary. And okay. so at this particular house, there are these two um, ghouls swinging on a swing. And mm. I did my bit because I was scared. Yep. It's defense mechanism makes it less scary, right? And these ghouls, they start laughing at me. Because <laughs> guess what? They were just regular old people sitting in the <laughs> swing. <laughs> Um, and I'm talking about real old people, right? I thought they were false specters, but they were real, real old people. They real. laughed at me, and I actually did go. I yelped. It was a it was a big jump scare for me. So jump. I'm not good with jump scares, and especially if there's like a stinger that goes with it. There wasn't this right. morning, but okay. if there's some sort of audio cue, uh, I will write that like like that. Yep. Oh, that's scary. Um, so if that's combined with some sort of visual scare, yeah, I st- I, jump scares are, they still get me. Um, oh yeah. So I don't know. Um, other things that scare me, I don't know, like world hunger or like political unrest. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> like so that scary. kind of stuff. I'm, I'm just thinking like, <laughs> so, okay. So like, I, for some reason when the lights go out, it okay. gets a little scarier, right? Like you, oh, you yeah. hear... You hear that tremolo, that string tremolo. Yeah. You know, like that's in that's in movie music. You get yep. the jump scare. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, yeah. um, when we had, so now we have a five and nine year old, um, uh-huh. but they just have toys that make noise. Okay. And yeah. so like, I'm sure this happened to you. I'm sure this has happened to people with little kids. Mm-hmm. A dark room. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden like. Will you help me find the letter C? Like, or something like, like, um, just toys that go off mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. Um, and then there was one time, dude, where Lily was probably three, I think, yeah, and she was just standing, like, just standing in a hallway. Uh huh. Hey, this is another episode that she'll never listen to. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> she didn't listen to Sixth Sense, but she's listened to all the episodes, <laughs> um, so she won't hear this. But like, yeah. she was just—I walked around a corner, and then jump scare. There she was, just standing. I think she was sleepwalking. Yes, you know okay. what I mean. Like dark, yes, but there's a human. Uh, and I'm I'm very jumpy with my kids too. If I if I turn a corner <laughs> and they're there, it could be noonday sun, yeah. right? And they're just right. standing there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know if, I guess I do scare easy still in certain ways. Um, get out didn't scare me. Okay. I get, but I, you recognize it as a scary movie, right? But it's yes. not like I'm like, uh, well, 
no, maybe that's wrong. The first time I saw it, maybe I was because I didn't know it was going to happen. It is very tense. Yeah. And there's like certain shots where you're like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, okay. So actually, I was going to throw a stricken in here real quick. Okay. Go ahead. So if stricken you, from the record. Yep. If you're new to this podcast, we are going to put a movie on trial. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a bunch of evidence and we have witnesses for yeah, this we episode have witnesses. and yep. an interview. Um, mm-hmm. But we do provide a couple of pieces occasionally of stricken from the record cannot be used right. for or against um, the movie in, in, in yeah, question. When, when the jury is um, deliberating, yes. you may not take these following things into account. Okay, what's your stricken from right. the record? And I just need to remember, I'm going to hide self-view again. Everybody hide self-view. It's a hack. You yeah. just don't have to look at your face when you're on a Zoom call. <laughs> I'm hiding self-view. Oh, do it. It I'm just do made it too. my eyes relax. If you, hey. if you need some if you need some peace in this scary month, yeah, hide self view. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so my stricken from the record, and this goes for like all horror movies. Okay, is like so many. There's going to be spoilers, by the way. This movie, this we've, we've mentioned this. This is a spoiler ridden. The movie's three years old at this point. Right. Um, so. Um, so many times, dude, I was like, get out. Like <laughs> Just I get out, right. I, I was like, dude, like like Georgina, the first mm-hmm. time you see her, you're like, yeah. something's up. Yeah. Okay. The groundskeeper, something's up. Yep. Um, like the black mold thing, it's like something's up. Yeah. If if somebody doesn't let you look at their basement, yes. Don't stay in that house. Yeah. That's like, we, we know go. that as the viewer. Gomer's <laughs> right? tip right there, dude. If there are rooms that you can't go in, not because yeah. they're messy, that's what would happen with us. Be like, yeah, you can't go in there. You can look, but it's just the mess. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. I, I know what you mean, which is like, there, there always is a certain... Now, I, I think maybe the stricken from the record here is that there are vehicles that he could drive away in. Sometimes well, that's taken away so that yeah. there's no way out. Um, right. But yeah, you're right. There's a certain point where there's like, there's a car right outside. Get into that car and drive away as fast as you can. Yeah. Just get out, dude. Like, and and th- th- so maybe this is that I'm pretty new to this genre. Sure. But like that was like the only thing. It's not a criticism. I'm saying it more like tongue in cheek, obviously. Right, and about but horror I'm, movies in general, maybe. Right. Yeah. Like it's like don't go in there. <laughs> Get out. Like that. I kept. I kept sort of like thinking that maybe because I was personally scared. Yeah. But like when like when he talked to the groundskeeper, and I was mm-hmm. like, and he's like, she's fine, grade A, huh? Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, get out of there. This dude's crazy, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's and and those scenes where you're like, this is off, are yeah. there's kind of like you're laughing because it's such the acting is so great there, and yeah, you're yeah, laughing oh, yeah. because it's so creepy, mm-hmm. and you don't know what else to do. And so yeah. when we watched it with when we watched it with the boys a couple nights ago, and th- those scenes get big laughs because yeah, there's this weird like reaction. To something that's really creepy, which is to laugh. Um, but at that point, you're right. I, I would be like, this is this is over that laugh line, <laughs> right? I need to get out. <laughs> like, yeah, even seeing the guy that freaks out and yell, yells at him to get out. Right. Like, I would okay. be like, okay. 
Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Say no it's more. like me as an audience member, I was like, man, I love Aaron, but like if I had gone to her house and it was like this, uh-huh. like, I don't know, man. If there's literally people <laughs> with bloody noses yelling at me to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, we could strike that we could strike that from the entire horror genre, right? Like sometimes um it's like just just go. I think I think you've had yeah. enough. Just go. Yeah. You know what? It's 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 along the lines with Dave of mm-hmm. you have to suspend your disbelief. Right. Um like you like they're expecting you to be like, yeah, you would leave. Mm-hmm. But just go with it. Or yeah. like, yeah, this is crazy. Dave, he's like a regular guy, not actually the president. And he looks just like the president and ends up with the first lady. Yeah. So suspend <laughs> that disbelief. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to take that into account as I continue. Um, dude. Yeah. Oh, we have the one sheet and the. Yeah. Let, let me read the DVD synopsis. Okay. Okay. And then we can talk one sheet. Actually, let's go one sheet first. Can we do that? Sure. Great. We'll go. We'll go one sheet, DVD synopsis, and then we'll go right into the trailer. And okay. then we'll go to the trial. Yeah. Okay. One sheet. Awesome. This is this is where Anthony um, sends me a sort of out of focus <laughs> sheet of paper with scribblings of a madman on it that I'm supposed to interpret <laughs> and, re- and discuss at the top of each episode. <laughs> it's my little book report. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So this was released February 24th. 2017 mm-hmm. yep. comes in at one hour and 40, 44 minutes, Wonderful. including credits. Yeah. Tight as can be. Great length. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's one minute longer or shorter. It wouldn't be as good. Mm-hmm. 144 is great. Yep. Just enough jump scares. Yep. Okay. Now this is the main like crux. I'm. It's going to come back in the evidences later. Yep. Um, budget four and a half million dollars. Okay. This this may be. Do we have have do we have any movies that have had a lower budget than this? I don't I don't know. Maybe movies that we've done made in the eighties, right? Like but this Bill is and not. A, was there was like eight. Oh yeah, that's right. Even like, Bill and Ted. I mean, they did have um a a flying <laughs> toll booth, I mean, phone booth, I should say, right. right? Um, where this one doesn't. But I'm is is it just that? Is it just that there are. No, I mean, I guess there are, there are effects in this movie, right? Where he goes yep, into the the, the, the sunken place, place or whatever, the sunken place. Yeah, um, that's true. Has some cool effects, mm-hmm. but I mean, like I read on Wikipedia, yeah, um, that it was filmed in twenty three days. So like insane. Uh, it's just it's out of control. So like, there's yeah. really only two places that it is. Right. I mean, you've you've got the actors, you've got those couple little things. I I, I mean, I think it's an independent. It, it, I mean, it was an independent film, I think. I, I mean, yep. I, I, I should have read more about this, but I think Jordan Peele um, is a TV guy, uh-huh. right? A, a, a new director. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, th- those kind of directors can't get a ton of money. The, w- what he does with the money is insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, right. But there's, I would say there's no huge stars. In fact, a lot of, a lot of these people are kind of breakouts in this movie, Yep. Um, I would say Daniel Kaluuya in particular is so good, but I don't think is demanding a high salary at this point in his career. Once he goes to Black Panther, probably he is, but... Um, well, and, they, and they've got some quiche over there at Disney. <laughs> That's <laughs> true, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Allison Williams probably is making some money, I don't know, off of girls, but... Um, All right. 
I don't think this is an expensive movie to make. Right. And there's there's some effects, the sunken right. place. Yeah. Um, but it's like a couple set pieces like that are mm-hmm. real. Like it's like a dude's apartment. Yeah. And then probably like kind of like the Home Alone house uh-huh. where, you know, a different feel. But like it's like that probably they just went someplace outside like Long Island. Like, hey, right. your house looks really cool. Can we borrow it for 23 days? Like, you know, you know how people are like in line to buy the Home Alone house or the Goonies house, right? Yeah. Is anybody trying to buy the Get Out house? Probably not. Does that come with uh, that weird basement. creepy basement? Oh, yeah. See, yeah. that's the thing. This there are so many. Uh, I'm going to talk about this in the the later in the evidence too. But there's the shining feel to the right to the like inside of the hotel. The, the very symmetrical feel mm-hmm. of that basement. Just that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, low budget, mm-hmm. but what happens with it? Two hundred and fifty-five million dollars worldwide at the box office. Amazing, incredible. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if that's gonna. There's that podcast blank check. Yep. I wonder if so. That they they don't gives. usually. So they want to do Jordan Peele because they do directors, but he has too few movies. He only has two. So okay. the, I think their rule is they like to do four or more. Um, but I mean, it, you know how we were talking about. Uh, Shyamalan, right? Who has yep. a couple movies before Sixth Sense that nobody saw. I think yeah. it's the same with Zemeckis, right? He had um, I Want to Hold Your Hand, which I remember seeing at the OSS house. Oh, yes. I remember that. Um, and other movies that are like small. And then he hits big with um, Back to the Future and what's the... Romancing the Stone. Romancing the Stone, right. Yeah. Um, this is Jordan Peele like, hey, you know, I, I'm I'm Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. You know me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm one of the valets who always says Batman's. Can I have some money to make a movie? And they're like, okay, sure. And this is like his first movie. Yeah, oh, gosh. So Incredible. good. Yeah. So, so good. good. Yeah. Um, it was so good that mm-hmm. it won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. Um, yep. He was the first African American to win this. Yep. Um, he also was the first African American to win or to be nominated for like producer, director, writer, all in the same oh, year, something like wow. that. That's um, cool. You can look that up on IMDb for the exact facts. Um, yeah. It was nominated for best picture, mm-hmm. actor for Daniel yeah. Kaluuya, mm-hmm. and director. Um, and then just again, according to, to IMDb, dude, it has over 152 wins, um, various awards, big and small. Yep. 201 Crazy. nominations, Golden Globes, AFI, BAFTAs, Saturn, etc. Yep. Um, 98% critics um, on yep. Rotten Tomatoes, 86% audience. Um, I mean, dude, killer. And don't forget, Gomer's favorite things. Oh, right. 2017. <laughs> yeah, dude, in that cold open, I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. So I, I have no recollection of that, dude. Right. Uh, do you do you want me to play? Please. So I have I I found where we talk about it. Okay. Um. We I just talked about I give my top three mm-hmm. from 2017. Coco is number three. Mm-hmm. And then we start talking about this here. I'll just play it for you. Let's see if this works. Number okay. two, Get Out. I freaking loved Get Out. Have you get heard of Get Out? Wait. Sorry. What's Get Out? Get Out is like this horror movie about race. <laughs> okay. I've heard of it. Um, so it's, oh. was the most surprising movie to me. Saw it kind of probably, I guess it was in the spring in the theater. 
talked about nothing else for like a week with people. Okay. <laughs> so good. So Get Out. Um, that was my number two movie. Just change the. It's one of these movies that changes the way you think and talk to people. So great. Get Out number two. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm looking it up on IMDb. Yes, I saw the trailer for that, but I never saw it. It is amazing. <laughs> awesome. Ooh, Bradley wow, what Whisper's a surprise. Bradley <laughs> Whisper. So good. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's in that um, new movie coming out too. Um, okay. We talk a lot of, I mean, it's, it's, it was pretty fun to listen through this. We are embarrassingly excited about what's that one movie, that Spielberg movie that we thought would be good and made oh. me embarrassed to like Back to the Future. Oh, Ready right. Player One. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. We, we talk and talk about how excited we are about that. Huh. I actually want to see that again. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's worse the second time. Just say so you no. Know. Really? Okay. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what's better the second time. Get what's out. <laughs> you saw it twice this week, right? I watched it twice. I watched it on like Tuesday morning and uh-huh. then Thursday morning, like wow. this morning. Like, well, this morning it was while I was just practicing, working on reads. You know, just just keeping myself keeping myself in shape. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, hey, one more thing about this. I'm looking at this other movies list. Mm-hmm. I told you, Coco was number three. Get yep. Out was number two for me. Yep. My number one movie is not... You didn't write it down on what the other mo- movies released at the same time. So I see other good ones. Blade Runner. Okay. Last Jedi. Alien Covenant. Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Logan. Rogue One. Manchester by the Sea. Mm-hmm. So sad. Oh, yeah. John that Wick was 2. Good, though. Oh, yeah. I really um, like that. My number one movie, Thor Ragnarok, is not on this list. Oh, dang it. <laughs> You know what? I even saw that as I was reading um, yeah. through Box Office Mojo. Uh-huh. And then I saw it was like right next to Wonder Woman. And then for some oh, reason, I, I like just went straight to Wonder Woman. It's okay. I understand why. I stand by it. Thor Ragnarok I'm, rules. I'm writing it down so okay. you can write Thank it down on, on yours. That'd be cool <laughs> if like it changed on yours, like it's live oh, I somehow. See. Yeah, I can see it like writing slowly. Uh huh. <laughs> That'd be a little too creepy. Scribblings yeah. of a madman for sure. Okay, let me read the DVD. Well, it's not. Uh, it's the Blu-ray. Oh yeah. Usually, I like to read a VHS synopsis. Get out. Unfortunately, was not released on VHS. Right. Um. Dang it. But it does say this. This is the Forbes quote on the top. Get out is a true original, grimly tense mm. and in tune with its time. When Chris, Daniel Kaluuya, and a young African American man visits his white girlfriend, Allison Williams, and her family, estate, he becomes ensnared in the more sinister, real reason for the invitation. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead him to a truth that he could have never imagined. This spectacular thriller from Bloomhouse... Producers of The Visit, scary. Insidious series, too scary, can't watch that. And The Gift, (laughs) scary. And The Mind of Jordan Peele, hilarious. (laughs) Uh, In parentheses, Key and Peele, is equal parts gripping thriller and provocative commentary. Mm. Good News Nation, it's in color. Rated R, shoot, it's too small for me to see the reason for Rated R. What do you think the reason is for rated R? Frightening images? Frightening images, gore maybe. Suggestive language maybe. Jump scares. <laughs> <laughs> Thrills and chills. 
There's no nudity. No nudity. Um, I would say some very suggestive language. Um, yep. Which, you know, at this point, my kids are 14 and 17. I'm like, we, we have stopped yelling beep yeah, whenever yeah, yeah. Um, Chunk swears in the Goonies. Yeah, um, yep. But yeah, I mean, younger than that, probably... Uh, Oh, that's interesting. I'm seeing the this is the UK, the UK cover. Okay. And they have a different rating system. It's rated 13 plus in the UK. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, Rod Rod Williams, his best mm-hmm. friend, Lil yep. Rel, yeah, um, who is the funniest dude ever. And Jessica's favorite part of the movie. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that I want Aaron to watch this partially yeah. just for just for some of that. Yeah, some of his lines are just absolute genius. Um, but yeah, he's got he's got a, he's got a couple, yeah, <laughs> a couple suggestive things he <laughs> right, talks about. Sure. Yeah, but what they um, may or may not be doing, um, right? <laughs> what exactly is happening in the house? He has some interesting theories, which turn out to be mostly true. Right, I know. <laughs> there was one fan theory I saw. Jordan Peele. Did you see Jordan Peele's video about like uh, dismissing or saying fan theories were right or not right? No. One fan theory was that this all happens as a dream uh-huh. of Rod, like a daydream oh, dream sort of thing. Because like that. he yeah. is towards the beginning, he's all part of the phone calls. He makes the right. thing and he becomes, you know, spoiler alert, he's the good guy in the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. like that was one fan theory. They were like, it's all a dream of his. So I, I think that's interesting, but that falls under our, when we were talking Sixth Sense, that feels like a lazy twist that yeah. I, I'm I'm glad it didn't go there. Yeah. I, I'm fine with it being fan theory, but yeah, we don't need another new heart. Right. 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 Like, well, and Jordan Peele was like funny, but not. No, that's great. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad he knocked that one down. Another fan theory was that it was, um, it's in the same universe as being John Malkovich. Um, here's 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 my theory. Okay, it's in the same universe as Adventures in Babysitting, uh. and Bradley Whitford is his character in Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> grown up, that is good. That's great. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, let's listen to the trailer, the one okay. that you went into kicking and screaming. Yep. Yeah, I was like, Stephen, I watched this. I watched the trailer. I'm not watching that. Like. <laughs> I, I told you I was like I would never watch this movie, right? Because of the horror. Um, yeah, and, and it's then, a scary trailer, dude. Not not only is that scary, the Bloom Bloomhouse, Bloomhouse is a scary production company. Oh yeah, but their main title logo. Oh, the title card is scary. Yeah, their yeah. title even card. that is scary. Yeah, you That's see too that scary. kind of that girl in the nightgown with the stringy hair walking around. Yeah, mm-hmm. who who needs that? Too scary. This is one of those movies, though, had I watched, like, remember Mad Max, Fury Road? Yeah. Had I watched yeah. all the trailers before it, I'd been like, I know I'm not going to like this. What if you had watched this movie with your mom? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, this would have made the perfect follow-up to Mad wow. Max, Fury Road with my mom. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're a new listener, Anthony watched <laughs> Mad Max, Fury Road with his mom and it took him five years to recover. <laughs> The Martian, though. The Martian, remember, that was the comeback. The that perfect was the, mom movie. Yeah, that was perfect for us. I, I would say most people would say that's the perfect dad movie, but we know better. It's the perfect take your mom to it movie. Yep. My mom loves her sci-fi. All right, dude. So should we hear the trailer? Let's do it. 
You got your toothbrush? Check. You have your gator? Check. You have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know? Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked that he's a black man. <laughs> I ain't never seen you like this before, bruh. Meeting families taking road trips, so come back all bougie, man. Come back, get your damn pants up to your damn stomach. <laughs> so you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Call me Dean and you're hungry, my man. So how long has this been going on, this, this thing? <laughs> We hired Georgina and Walter to help care for my parents. When they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. Do you smoke in front of my daughter? I'm gonna quit. She'd take care of that for you. How? Hypnosis. I'm good, actually. Are you ready for this? I'm back in the B. So look, I go do my research. Apparently, a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb. But it's cool. Bro, how you not scared of this, man? Couldn't see no brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! Bros, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Bros, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Rose! Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Mom, it's a terrible thing to waste. Terrible thing to waste. If there's too many white people, I get nervous. <laughs> no. that a car starts following me. Yeah, that, that is scary. So that is so scary. So our bailiff, that, you know, the guy that lived yep. across the way from you in college, he's scared yep. by this movie. Dr. Chad Knudsen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I forgot to mention that at the top. That was the other thing that scares me is I used to always think growing up that we were being followed. Really? Yeah, I okay. always, I was like, dad, will you loop around the loop around the neighborhood. I think somebody followed us home from the grocery store. Who did you think was following you? A killer? Uh, somebody that was going to try to kill us. I, seriously. Like, wow. I, I was like the most paranoid kid, dude. I was so nervous and worried that I was going to die, that I was going to choke, that I was going to... Somebody was following us. Huh. Totally. So I was scared. Now you asked me what I am scared of at the top of the app. I was scared of everything. Um, Kind of supernatural and... Mm. Um, it gremlins freaked me out. Oh yeah. See those images, just the poster, the poster yeah, of yeah, yeah. stripe coming out of the, um, yeah. the, pre the Christmas present. Yeah. The, uh, of, yeah. of gremlins like really uh -huh. freaked me out. And we also had our, um, 
our bus stop was right in front of a video store when I was little. And so mm-hmm. I would see all those posters. Uh-huh. And so as we were falling asleep every night, I was such an annoying kid. A real pleasure to live with, I'm sure. I would, every five minutes or so, I would ask Alex, are you still awake? Mm-hmm. Are you still awake? Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, yeah. Yeah. My younger brother. <laughs> That's still you guys, though. Oh, for sure. I was a very, I was very scared of the dark. Yep. If I had walked around the corner and seen Lily just standing there. Oh, yeah. As a little kid, I would have been so scared. Oh, yeah. So, and they play that up in horror movies. Like, right. I mean, just think Chucky. Just think like Chucky freaked me dolls, out. Dolls. Like, oh, I know. So clowns. Was, yep. Skeletons. Skeletons were really scary. Frankenstein's yep. super scary. All that stuff yep. was so scary to me. <laughs> right. Uh, um, now, I, now Gremlins is fine. I, I th- with Gremlins, it's like, they're not that bad. Just get a baseball bat. You're fine with the gremlin. <laughs> right. Just don't feed them. Don't feed them fried chicken. <laughs> After midnight. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Sounds so good. That does actually um, sound really good. Yep. Okay. Get out. This is the part of the show, the main part of our episode. We take a movie we love. We put it on trial. Mm-hmm. We each get a couple exhibits to bring in to prove uh, that this is not only a movie we love, but it's perfect. Yep. Um, after the episode is done, um, after a couple days, we record another episode where each Anthony and I get our final vote, and so does the nation. We put it on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. You vote as a listener. If it gets seventy five percent over, um, that's a yes from you. And if it's three yeses, me, Anthony, and the listener, it goes up into space mm. in a series of, of a series of ships and spaceships and finally reaches the xenomorphs from alien speaking of scary oh boy those guys are scary those guys are scary see that slimy yep that those guys scared me and robocop oh robocop scared you yeah robocop that big mean thing at the end and then um, that wrote that like claymation robot that has like kind of has like the backwards knees right Yep. I, I, I used to know what that robot was called, but it's a scary robot. And that movie is so violent. Yeah, it is. Crazy. I wanted to watch that so bad when I was a kid. My parents wouldn't let me. Then I got to watch it or something like that. Nightmares. That and, um, yep, I've mentioned this before, but Howard the Duck, the oh, Dark yeah. Overlord. That, the final boss in <laughs> Howard <laughs> the Duck is scary. <laughs> Leah Thompson, on the other hand. <laughs> Not Yeesh. scary. Not scary. Um, okay. Uh, so anyways, uh, it goes to the xenomorphs. They watch it. And they're not scary any longer. They rub all the slime off of them. They clean up, put on some comfy clothes. <laughs> Yoga pants. Right. And uh, we save the universe with that list. Yes. So I'm wondering if Get Out will get on that list. I wonder what the xenomorphs will think of it. Oh, they might get really scared. They might think we're really messed up as a society. Well, I mean, and they wouldn't be wrong. Right. So <laughs> it yeah. would be an interesting one to send to them. Dude, here's here's what I wrote about this. Yeah. I said, this is a horror movie. Uh-huh. It's it's the horror of white people using and oppressing and enslaving black people. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it, you can you can lay that out right at the beginning. Yep. Um, and it's, a, it's certainly an interesting pitch for a horror movie. Yes. I wonder how Jordan Peele pitched it, right? Uh, especially like, coming from... Who he was, 
Key and Peele. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, dude, I have like a high concept horror mm-hmm. film about slavery. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and they were probably like, you can have four and a half million for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. no more. Um, because the pitch itself kind of makes it seem like this is going to be a issues driven movie where it's mm. like preachy. Mm. Um, but the movie's so good that it doesn't feel yeah. like that because you're always kind of like, what the heck is going on? Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking about that when you were talking budget. Like, <laughs> it might have been a hard one to get funding for. Right. Okay. Here, I'm. I'm gonna. Ch- we didn't mention, but we 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 are gonna both chunk in with pieces of evidence. It sounds like this. Right. Oh. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's a new scary one. <laughs> we changed it for this. Uh, this episode because yeah something obviously we should have thought of at the beginning of October it would have been super funny to use it in Sixth Sense and also in Dave maybe we'll go back and put it in there (laughs) better late than never right um but speaking of that dude yeah oh I'm gonna chunk in right away okay do it with exhibit a okay Uh uh-huh yeah this is an amazing low budget original, handcrafted, organic, local, artisan story Mm -hmm. that sets up the next M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, I I was thinking that too. Is Jordan, what what is Jordan Peele the next? Okay, so. Remember we saw that Newsweek, what was it, the Newsweek cover with Shyamalan wearing that shell necklace? (laughs) Right, the next Spielberg. So if you've been with us. Yeah. For a few movies, this has kind of become an inside joke where they were right. saying, is Shyamalan the next Spielberg? Right. Dude, Jordan Peele, man. Like, mm-hmm. just looking at the movies we talked about mm-hmm. uh, that came out this year, the Disneyfied, yeah. the franchi- franchise aside, franchised, yeah. the committee written. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I do. Yeah, that's good. This is Jordan Peele, high concept idea. His and voice. Yeah, his, yep, yeah, exa- j- right along the lines with like Hamilton, like we talked about, like that an original voice, yeah, not passed through a committee and mm-hmm. and an original story, high concept, incredible. So that's yeah, my so first the, bit. I would say the low budget works in his favor. Yeah. If he had gotten 20 million for this movie, it probably would have had to go through a certain amount of red tape. The script. Sure. Right. Yes. Um, yep. Where they were like, well, you know, in this age of Iron Man mm-hmm. and Star Wars and um, the other ones that I listed in the cold open, right? Transformers Night, the one there where they go back to the medieval night times. <laughs> I never saw that one, dude. It is so stupid. Okay. Speaking of a movie written by committee, <laughs> it's like eight different people wrote every and, and they alternated. On that movie, like no scene makes sense with the scene before it. But okay. this one is like the my guess is they just left him alone because it's not that much money. And then what comes yeah. out of it is what you're saying, like this movie that's original in a way that nothing else feels. Yep. Totally. Mm. Yep. So I I just I love that mm-hmm. the uniqueness, um yeah. the the moment in time when it came out. Right. Um and the fact that it came from a comedy director like there, there's something okay so i i'm i'm guessing you're gonna get to talking about horror and why you love it yeah horror and comedy have this ability to like talk about 
really freaking difficult issues. Uh huh. And you, like you said, they don't feel preachy. Like a, a perfect example is I, I watched a ton of Key and Peel the last couple okay. days. Yep. Because. You know, I'm I'm I mean, learning that's a great about couple new, days. <laughs> yeah, it is. We are texting <laughs> stuff back and forth, like so funny. But like, even like, like I mean, like the airplane one. I actually got like nostalgia for flying on a plane. Yeah, yeah. Like I got nostalgia for that beep mm-hmm. sound and like getting up and using the restroom. I mean, so funny. Yeah. But like, even the way that like, um, the way that they approached the gay marriage issue. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember that uh, that little yep, skit? I do. Yeah. Done so funny. But like it took a really difficult issue, brought it to the forefront, and they were like, it. They just did it perfectly. They're so funny, so smart. Yep. And I mean, I mean, if you if you if you're new to Key and Peel, I think that's a good one to start with. I think the other one you sent me, which is the other side of the coin, has no message. Class clown versus class clown versus cool teacher. Yeah. I mean, I was I watched that late at night, and the the family was asleep, and I was like, I'm gonna wake them up. Because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> and it is, there's no point to it. Right. That's the other side of the key and peel coin, right? right. right? Like, yeah. um, uh, there's also one about uh, a new guy in an acapella group. Oh, okay. Who, who enters it. It's so good. Um, but, dude, I've, I just feel I'm, I have goosebumps about what you're talking about, about comedy and horror, which is, though, for some reason, those two genres are able to take deep issues yeah and and take the preachiness out of it yeah in a way that um you're like this feels fresh and original without me that in a in a way that a drama sometimes struggles with mm-hmm. i think where it just yep. feels too heavy-handed um where this is like i i'm it's it's a magic trick right i'm distracted by other things um, and I'm not, I don't even realize that the message is sinking deep into me as I watch it. Yes. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, comedy and horror in particular, there's something linked there. And maybe that's why this one works so well. Cause it's a comedy director. Right. Right. He's just, he brings the funny when needed. Yeah. There's a, that's a West Wing quote right there. There's probably gonna be mm-hmm. a good amount of West. I mean, there's some West Wing people in this yeah. Bradley Whitford, like you yep. like, uh, uh, the, what is his name? Jim, Stephen Root. Jim Root. Stephen Root. Right. Is yep. is he um is he the dude in Office Space or am yes. I just total? He is. I think he's in Office Space. And and the crazy thing is he plays a blind guy in um Oh Brother Where Art Thou also. Right. Okay. He's yeah. The, he's the one who records. Am a man with counts and sorrows. He's the he's the radio host who records them. Right. And okay. he's blind, so he can't tell that they ha- they have a certain amount of people or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he's so good. Um, I don't know. <laughs> now we're on a tangent. I can't remember what your point was. No, my, my point was that it's an original. Yeah. Um that it's I, I brought in all all I, I, I brought in all my um health halo words mm-hmm. handcrafted. Yep. Artisan. Artisan. He he's an artisan. He's I, he's like I can't wait. Like I, I I'm gonna sign up for mm-hmm. this dude's movies. Yeah. Like they talk about on the rewatchables having a a subscription or a you know mm-hmm. oh, now I can't remember the word, but um season pass. Yeah. Season yep. tickets. He I want to see his stuff. Yeah. Which I did the last couple of days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and his voice is in the movie a couple of times. Like the oh really? 
like when like there's a there's a commercial um that's there uh, it's his voice okay like, I, I just saw that on one of the behind the scenes things like huh. he's he snuck in his voice in a couple like you know just like little things that were pretty cool so his actual voice is in it yeah that's interesting because Save you money. can hear his his like you know his his voice right in yeah quotes. yeah um, yep. Throughout the movie, but I, I like that. You're right. Save money. Who are we going to hire for this? I don't know. But now that is something that Shyamalan does too, to varying effect, right? He's always in the movie somewhere. Yes. Yep. He's the doctor huh. Yep. in Sixth Sense. Yep. He always shows up. Yeah, there was Definitely. no cameo. Yeah. Like if, if, he, if he had been, why are you but taking I let- the Batmans? <laughs> That guy shows like, up. Like at the airport or something. <laughs> that would have that worked. Um, okay. Well, since we're talking horror, yep. let me let me chunk. To connect Jabra Speak what? 710. That all of a sudden became not scary at all. Quiet. So I want I want to, you said you mentioned that I was probably gonna talk about horror a little bit. Here's my here's my main okay. evidence. Okay, great. And this might take a while because I have some witnesses here. Okay, awesome. To, to join me in this evidence. My evidence is about horror movies. So we've talked a little bit about like at some point taking this list that we make back and coming up with best in show and yeah. talking about like what actually makes the best comedy movie, what mm-hmm. makes the best Pixar movie, because I'm sure we'll have several of those on the list at some point. Right. Um, I think the best horror movies, here's my theory and my my exhibit, they take a fear that already exists in the viewer Mm. Mm -hmm. and it capitalizes on that fear in some creative way. And I think Get Out does that perfectly. Mm. Okay. So there's like the fears like ghosts, right? And so you have like, people are afraid of ghosts. Everybody knows people are afraid of ghosts. So so then Poltergeist comes out or like paranormal activity or something. That, that's yep. that, right? Like yep. we know people are afraid of ghosts. So here's a scary movie about ghosts or aliens. People are yep. scared of bad aliens. And so then Alien comes out. Right. Or the sequel Alien with the dollar sign at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's uh, serial killers at camp. People are afraid of that. People. F- and so okay, they make Friday the 13th. That's up there with me. Like when I would, when I would go to like band camp. Uh-huh. That's what I was afraid. I was afraid my roommate, my my dad would be like, your roommate is not going to be Chainsaw Massacre Bill. He always would say that to me. And I'm like, dad, but what if he tries to kill me? <laughs> like, Oh, man, that's so cute. So then there's like demon possession. I was always scared of that. Yep. That's and, real, and man. I, st- I still have not seen... What what The Exorcist, because I'm so scared still of that. Like, I'm never going to watch The Exorcist. Either. Sorry. Yep. Um, big dogs, big dogs, okay. sandlot, birds, <laughs> sandlot. Yeah, <laughs> what if the sandlot had get out music over it? <laughs> that was honestly sort of scary though for the kids. Yeah, for that sure. Dog. I was thinking more Cujo, but sandlot works too. <laughs> birds, <laughs> birds are scary. Sorry. So birds. Sure, sure, sure. Showers okay. are scary. So, but I think the scariest stuff is stuff that you can actually. Like nobody, I guess people people have seen ghosts, and so then they're scared of ghosts, right? But mm-hmm. I think the the best horror movies take something that you're super familiar with, the feeling that you already have, 
Mm, yeah. And so I talked a little bit about this in the Sixth Sense results show, but we cut it because I want to talk about it again here. Halloween is scary, but I'm not necessarily scared of serial killers. So I'm not scared of when Michael Myers starts stabbing babysitters. That's not that part's not scary. But there's this scene where Jamie Lee Curtis and her dumb friends are just walking down the street. Yep. And one of her dumb friends yells something at a station wagon. Yep. Funny. And then the station wagon just stops. Mm. The taillights go red and it just stops and the camera focuses on the station wagon with them in the foreground back to the camera. Yeah. And that feeling is so familiar to me of walking with dumb friends and yelling something you think is funny at a passing car. Yeah. And it stops. That's terrifying. Because <laughs> you're like, is that person going to get out and yell at me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the scary thing in Halloween is you know Michael Myers is in the station. Like he's going to get Ugh. out. He could get out and, and kill him. And I, I, so, like, if you can take a fear that's pre-existing. Yeah. And elevate it. I think we, in The Sixth Sense, we talked about that scene we hate, which is when they go to the party. Yeah, yep. And the 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 reason that scene is so scary to me is I've been to parties where I'm afraid that my kid won't be accepted. Mm, right. And so Shyamalan does this brilliant thing, which is like elevates the fear because you're able to relate to that. Yeah. Get Out takes the strong emotion and fears of a person of color meeting the family of their white significant other and just presses into that. mm and makes it terrifying and real. It's hmm. like the the most terrifying end result of that fear yeah. actually happens. And so it's just like, what, what an amazing idea. That the yep. white people that you're going to visit, the white room that you're entering in as a person of color, actually is full of murderous oh, psychos. My gosh. Um <laughs> Okay, so here's here's the thing. I can I can posit that as an evidence, but that's ne- I've never experienced that myself. Right, you're a white dude. Right, most rooms that I walk into because I'm in the majority culture are full of people that look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I live in a suburb, and because I go to a mostly white church, and because I go to, um, I would say you know I work in an organization that is diverse, but often has mostly white people in the room. Yeah. Um. I haven't necessarily experienced this. I haven't known necessarily about it. I have not right. experienced that emotion myself. And so what I had to do was I had to call a bunch of people and okay. make sure <laughs> and make sure I was um, accurate in this yeah. exhibit. Yeah. Um, so I actually did. I, I called several of my uh, black friends who are married to or have dated or are dating white people. Okay. And asked them their experiences and does this movie get it right okay so this is the like the 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 movie presses into the guess who's coming to dinner right exactly um, the guess who with ashton mm-hmm. kutcher where they've swapped it is that with um, bernie mac yep um and then do and you who's, remember who's the daughter in that uh candy is it, newton is it Z- zoe saldana it's zoe saldana you're right yeah um pre star trek Pre, pre is that her name? Uh, Ohura. Ohura, right. Pre um, 
Avatar. Pre right? pre Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, she was. Pretty... What the heck? She's in Star Trek. She's yeah. in the she's in the Star Trek franchise, the Marvel Universe, wow, and Avatar, yeah. which has five freaking sequels coming out yes. soon. Dang, that's crazy. She's, I never. She's thought working of that. hard. And yeah, then, do you yeah. remember when this was quoted in a Star Trek movie? Guess who? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's, it's oh when yes, the, the, cl- right, the Star Klingons Trek six. Come. <laughs> that's a great like classic line that like went way over our heads in elementary school. But oh, right, guess who's yeah. coming to dinner? Great. Yep. Great line from Chekhov. Star Trek Six, my w- one of my favorite movies. Full stop. Not Star yes. Trek movies. <laughs> yes, it is a perfect movie. Just about. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so I had to ask people about whether or not this is accurate, and so um, I called my friend James. Zoom called him, recorded yep. it. We had about forty-five minute conversation. I've edited uh-huh. that down to fifteen. Okay. Um. So I'm going to play that now, and then uh, we can come back uh, and we can talk about what we heard. Our first star witness, James, let's hear that call now. Okay, so I thought of you, James, because I thought, well, you and Julie have been together. How, how long have you guys been married? Uh, oh, five, so 15. Okay, 15 years. How long did you date before then? Uh, a couple of years. Yeah, we, we were... Um... We dated for a couple of years and then uh, where it was engaged for like six months. So Okay, right. Yeah. Um, you met in college? We did. We met in college. Uh, her, her version of the story is always more cooler than mine, but we, we, <laughs> we met at a prayer gathering thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I assume she, she tells it <laughs> with more flair. <laughs> Man, a few words, man, a few words. That's all you need to know. I mean, it was weird because Jessica and I met at um, an InterVarsity meeting our freshman year. Um, Our friend set us up. Uh, She was in in Campus Crusade and I was in uh, InterVarsity. Ah, Um, dueling. Yeah, so we also have a cross-cultural relationship. Don't win. (laughs) So... So you guys met at a prayer meeting, dated a couple of years, mm-hmm. got engaged, and then married in 15. Uh, married in 05. 05, right. Okay, so it's been 15 years since then. You being black and her being white, meeting, courting, dating, digging on each other. Like, yeah. w- was that a conversation or was it just like not there? It was definitely a conversation. We had, we had a few conversations. Uh, some of the conversations were, uh, were, amu- were more amiable than, than others. <laughs> um, I think, you know, my wife, she, when we met, she was pretty early in her just, just general ethnic journey, like her own personal right. understanding, all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, <clears throat> and, then, and then you add that to the fact she was part of a gospel choir that I led. And okay. So, she was she was engaging in her her own personal journey as she was also learning the cross cultural yeah. kind of skill sets or whatever and so uh, there was a conversation uh, she <laughs> she was um, we were in choir together and I was singing this little solo piece this little uh-huh. part and uh, and she was like 
singing like a black man, James, you know, trying to be encouraging or whatever, but that's, that's what came out of her mouth. She was singing like a black man. And then one of the sisters, one of the black women in the group was like, excuse me. <laughs> so it was, just, it, it was, it was a con, uh, conflict um, yeah. that I kind of stood in the middle of. And, right. Uh, How romantic. Yeah, I tried to help Julie understand how that was it, how that that might be received off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, th- that's that was one curiosity I had. Like, where where there like conversations where where you guys were having, like, um, ra- was race a part of the conversation going? And I, I think what I'm curious about when it comes to Get Out and kind of this fear that um, uh, Jordan Peele, the director and writer, is tapping into about the first, especially the first initial meeting. Um, and so I'm wondering what, I'm, I'm just wondering what that was like when you first met, did you meet Julie's family when you were dating or when you were engaged first? Uh, dating. Well, okay. We might not have even been dating. Yeah, I don't think we were dating the first time I met them. Okay. We were, uh, she was in the choir mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, I, I created, uh, or I hosted a, a a concert, like a you know, friends and family come through. Sure. Uh, yeah. Whatever. And um, and I think that was like the first time I had I had met them. Okay. Or at least that's the first time I remember meeting them. <clears throat> okay. And, and how that, was how was that? You know, uh, uh, I'll share a line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, her dad. Uh, came up to me at some point uh, after the after the concert, and his response was, or his language was, "James, she gets blacker and blacker every time I see her." <laughs> wow. Yeah. How did he mean that? So, so I would say vocally, um, mm-hmm. when we first met, like she was, uh, um, she was, she had been in choirs before, but they were all like school classical choirs and sure. stuff like that, and doing doing that versus doing gospel music had yeah. a different, different vibe. And so I imagine that some of it was just her vocal abilities have adjusted uh-huh. or whatever. Right. Um, I, would, I would also guess that as she's been, you know, having all these interesting learning experiences along the way, mm-hmm. cross-culturally, like, so there's probably been some rubbing off of her uh, from the from the black community that she's been kicking it with, you know what I'm saying? So she takes that back home, that kind of thing. Um, uh, Like I said, we we would have conversations around race and things of that nature. So I wonder if some of her- Some of her opinions or views might be adjusting or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, and, and honestly, like he might have, I think he might have been like trying to affirm my influence, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that kind of thing. So yeah, uh. <laughs> in his own way. Yeah, in his own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and so when you guys started dating, wh- how did you feel then about meeting her family, kind of fitting in with her family? Uh, m- maybe you can speak to both when you started dating and when you got engaged. The, the feelings you had going into those um, new relationships. Yeah. Um... Obviously, there's some cultural differences in in terms of how we, just the way that we view hospitality, right? Something Mm. like that. Like, um, so going, growing, being in my my home, my family's house, like hospitality was like, yo, welcome. We're glad you're here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you thirsty? 
great. Welcome into the kitchen. Let me show you where the glasses are. Here's, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. <laughs> get your own water. Here's, this is where you get your water from. That's, that's what it looks like to be hospitable. Uh-huh. Um, for them, though, like, hospitality was like, hey, James, how are you doing? How can I help you? Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, kick your feet uh-huh. up. And, and, and for me, it was just kind of like too much, you know, too really over, overbearing in that way. So, huh. um, uh, so I remember, you know, we would pull up to her, her family's house and, uh, and I'd just be like, hold on, just a minute. <sighs> okay. <laughs> you know, like, it was <laughs> and what, what are you, what are you prepping? Like yeah, what are you prepping for there? Like, what, what is the deep breath? <laughs> What's happening there? Uh, just the overbearing, not overbearing. Yeah. I want to be, you know, uh, just the the, the uh, man. Maybe overbearing is a better word, but what I'm thinking is smothering. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the sense of like, okay, I'm good. I'm cool. I'm a, I'm an introvert anyway. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So. Right, um, and then and then you have that that cross cultural piece or whatever. Um, her her family's also pretty wealthy. Like okay, they, they they have some resources, and so their house is huge. Like yeah, crazy big. And um, there's a scene in a movie that I can't remember right now, so never mind. But there's a scene where you know the, this dude is like he he's standing in front of this huge house. And uh, and he's about to go in, uh-huh. and he's just like you know, imagining and telling his story about all the all the things that could happen or bad things could happen or something like that. Uh, and and I would feel that like for whatever reason that that movie would come up as I'm approaching this huge house, you know, right? I'm not sure, what's what's inside? Just haunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is part of why I can't watch Get Out because I'm already like. <laughs> yeah, there are there are movies like that where I'm like, that is an actual fear of mine. I don't I don't want to I don't want to watch that movie and be more terrified. <laughs> um, since you guys have been married now for 15 years, I mean, what has that? How has that developed in you? Like when, like your relationship with her parents or her family, is. Is race an issue? Do you, do you make it an issue? Do they make it an issue? What, what is that like? Um, I mean, I, I know that obviously you and Julie talk about that a lot. I mean, Julie's my favorite and she's helped me in my own identity journey, right? Both of you have. Um, uh, not to say she probably doesn't still screw up and say, <laughs> don't say <laughs> I'll do, right? <laughs> um, but I'm just wondering like your, your relationship with her family, her extended family, does it feel like, well, it's just, it's nothing anymore. It's just, I'm James. Or, or is race still a part of the conversation a part of the relationships there? Um, it's definitely still part of the, the part of the reality, mm-hmm. um, especially lately, right? Like there's mm-hmm. um, the elections and kind of how that plays out. So we, we, we yeah. tend to that. She has two, two other brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, and, and there's been some heated conversations and dialogues and mm. those situations too. So, yeah. so it's, it's still real, you know, it's still, um, it's still going down. I, I think, you know, I was talking to my wife about this conversation we're about to have. And mm-hmm. she was like, there are probably, she says, <laughs> she's like, I wonder if you'd be interested in having me come hang out with you because there are probably <laughs> conversations I have that I haven't told you about, you know? 
<laughs> well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> around, I, I would want to ask her questions too. Um, because cause I, I think it's so interesting that when I, when I think about going to, I, I mean, I, I have cultural and uh, have cultural differences with Jessica's family, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, and there are just things that we, that I've learned not to talk about. Mm. Um, and you know the ones, right? You know all the things. Oh, yeah, yeah. About, right? <laughs> and, and so I just don't. Mm. Uh, and I, I think that's uh, just something I can do, right? Sure, uh, sure. And so I think what, what, I'm, what I've always been curious about is if, if there was another added element like race, would I be able to just not, not bring it up? Not bring it up at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. your boys are mixed race, uh, and, and that that that's a that's a different thing than than what my situation is with my kids, right? There, there just must be a whole bunch of other elements that make it more difficult to just be like, ah, I just won't talk about it. Part of I mean, you know, part of the reason we talk about it like is because of our boys. Like, our, mm-hmm. you know, we want uh, any we want everybody with any kind of influence with our kids to have some some kind of cross-cultural <laughs> yeah. training of sorts, some kind of competencies, you know? So we have conversations with their teachers, like we just bring it up, you know? Yeah. Or, um, we're like, hey, let's read these books, you know? Right. Talk about books that we could buy for their second grade class or whatever, you know? So, so yeah, um, so yeah we, if, if just for the sake of, of them, we bring it up. And you know the thing is, like they, they, I wouldn't say that they're afraid of the conversation either. Right. Um, Are you talking about your boys or about your in-laws? The in-laws, you know. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that they're that they're afraid of it. My parents definitely ain't afraid of it. You know. Right. <laughs> My dad was pretty pretty explicit around his his fears, you know, and. But yeah, her in-laws, like they're they're not afraid of it. I don't yeah. I don't necessarily think they'll 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 always bring it up, at least not necessarily with me. Um, right. But even that I think is out of part partly out of their hospitality, right? So out of their yeah. their wanting to wanting to care for me and right. I think one of the things that we've loved about these conversations on the podcast are just the the different kinds of conversations we realized different communities have than we do, me and Anthony. Mm, yeah. um we we went through we talked to one of our friends who was just saying like you, the talk you got when you were a kid is different than the talk i got when i was a kid <laughs> and i was like the, the, the talk i got when i was a kid was the sex talk right okay. like that's the talk yeah. that my parents gave me yeah. and um <laughs> especially probably especially black boys but not only right like it, it's it's a different talk it's where to put your hands on the steering wheel like make sure your credit card is going to go through double check and I was like, I, I just never, I, I never thought about any of that, right? Like, I never thought about the different conversations that I have, how just night and day they are um, with some of my friends of color and, and the conversations they had even with their parents when they grew up. So that's why I asked that question, like, yeah. um, I, I think probably at some point I had a conversation with my dad where he was like, you know, be nice to women. Right, like treat them right. There, there's that conversation. <laughs> that sounds different than the conversation you had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely be nice. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Well, I've taken up your time probably enough. You're, you're a busy guy. Um, thanks for this. I, I, I really appreciate it. I want, I want to know more. I want to hear more. I want to learn more. Uh, I know that our, this is going to be helpful for, for our listeners too, to just know it's not just me theorizing, right? That this might be true. <laughs> thanks a ton. Say hey to Julie for me. I will, man. Most definitely. And Kiss those boys. They're so good. How old is Trey now? Man, he's seven. Yeah. First grade? Second grade. Second yeah. grade. Well. James, kindergarten five. Yeah. Quick, man. You told yeah. me. You told I know. Me. I told you. Noah, t- <laughs> Noah turned 17 last weekend, so. What? What? <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah driving around i mean i'll tell you what i mean you're, you're gonna have to have the conversation with your boys right but once they start driving it is a different world it is so awesome <laughs> forget that crap <laughs> driving them everywhere <laughs> <laughs> you want to go somewhere go yourself it's the most amazing thing in the world oh, yeah. <laughs> looking at colleges we're thinking about sending them to colorado if we do i'll let you know all right, please do. Please do. <laughs> that's, how, that's how our ministries grow, right? We just stack them with each other. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right, same, boss. Okay. Awesome. Amazing, dude. Loved hearing from James. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, your like kids he are getting old, he's a, too. Yeah, my kids are getting old. <laughs> But like he alluded to, he he's a man of few words, right? He's a soft-spoken guy, uh-huh. um, which is just just so interesting. I mean, we we have a great long relationship. Me and James and Julie and and Jessica have we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it was good to just talk to him about his experience. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the thing that stuck out to me most about that interview was this image that he was describing about the house uh-huh yeah <laughs> when when he gets to julie's house he yep. has to breathe and take a moment in the car <laughs> yeah. before he goes in which which reminds me of sometimes when i've gone to jessica's house right? sure. <laughs> for yes. different reasons probably i don't know yep yeah oh yeah that's that's happened to me too um but obviously totally different I mean, like yeah. in our in our families, like mm-hmm. we, we've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but like my family's Italian, Aaron's mm-hmm. family's English. Yeah. Um, so yeah, super duper loud at yes. my house, super duper reserved at Aaron's house. There are cultural differences, right, between yep. my my parents and Jessica's parents. I mean, yeah. they are all outdoors men and women. Yep. And we're just indoors men. In right. my family, right? There's, <laughs> right? there's big cultural differences, but it really got me thinking about what if also race was yes. an, an added... Um, totally. An added reality. Yeah. Uh, and, and just that, that him looking at that house and thinking about, okay, wh- what could go wrong here as I go in? Right. Um, was just like that, that, that happens, uh-huh. right, in Get Out. Yes, and they they really press into that, yeah. like in the. I mean, not not only the opening scenes um, mm-hmm. with Bradley Whitford, um, yeah. you know the like the, um, the I would I would have vote for Obama the third time if I could have, uh-huh. you know, like I mean, like actually, okay, I I had so many thoughts when I was watching that, like yeah. I remember being in college, dude, and I totally made the mistake of like I'm I met I I was at uh, a summer another summer camp for musicians uh-huh. 
And right. one of my roommates was black. Mm-hmm. And I kept talking about my friend Chad. Mm-hmm. So this is 23 yep. years ago. Okay. Just, and, and yeah. he was like, like I was trying, like, okay. My heart was yes. trying to be like, dude, like I, I love you, dude. And like, I love black people, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I don't know how, like, I, I that, guess that, is, was- that is a very familiar feeling to me too. Huh? And, and what yeah. you're describing is so familiar. So when I walk into a room, um, of students that are all uh, Latinx and they're in our LaFay group and Victoria's in there and she's leading them. And um, there, there's this feeling that I get where I'm like, I need to, how am I going to describe this? I need to prove to them somehow that I'm not like white people that they've met before uh-huh. that are insensitive. And so they're, what can I say? To prove myself in yeah. this space. Yeah. Um, totally. So here's, I called Julie, James's okay. wife. Yep. After I had this conversation. Um, and she, it's so funny. I could hear her face in her hands as she was talking to me. <laughs> as we were talking about some of the scenes in Get Out. Yeah. Like when Bradley Whitford's like, my man. My, yeah, and he yeah. keeps saying, "My man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because Give me she a was hug. like, "Come on, yeah, yeah." She's like, "This is exactly that. That is exactly what James experiences." And I think I, I can hear her sinking lower in her seat, saying, mm-hmm. "I have done those things exactly." Hmm. Um, and she was actually talking in particular about the scene where Chris goes up to um, Rose's bedroom to just uh-huh. kind of escape, right? Yep. And Rose comes up and is like, where were you? Uh-huh. Where were you? You're, you're embarrassing me. Everybody's looking for you. Yeah. And um, and Julie's like, I, I, I don't understand how, how Jordan Peele did it. Because that's exactly what I have done to James. Like blaming Whoa. him. Um, uh, even though she obviously loves James and cares for him. While in the movie, Rose just wants his brain. <laughs> right, right. right. Um, she's like, even if you care deeply for the person, you can cause them pain um, with false assumptions or trying to be cool or trying to make yeah. sure that everybody in the room is happy. Yeah. Um, and, and and so I this this story with your roommate is just such a familiar and sweat inducing. Dude, feeling well, I have had so many times. He, so he actually, this is just us like laying ourselves out on the podcast, right? Which right. I think is a good thing to do because we're all yeah. learning. We're trying to learn mm-hmm. here. Um, yeah. He, he did bring that up at one point. He was like, you know, you always talk about your, the fact that you have a black friend to me. Mm. And I was like, he said that to you? Yeah. Wow. And I was like, face palm. And, <sighs> and I, you know, like I often try to like, just, I, I like usually in those kinds of situations, I'm, I'm just, I'll just open up my heart and be like, dude, I'm really, really sorry. Like what I'm yeah. trying, what my heart is trying to do is to tell you that mm-hmm. like, I want to be your friend and there doesn't need to be anything weird. Like, or you don't need to be worried that <laughs> like, I don't know, like I'm a racist yeah. dude or something. So mm-hmm. I was trying to, is that virtual signaling? I'm trying to show that. Yeah, that's, probably. I'm trying to show you that I'm not racist, Right. 
Um, I, or I that guess that's I'm the very safe... definition of virtue signaling, right? Sure. I'm, I'm signaling, I'm broadcasting my my virtue. Right. So, yeah, it's interesting because Julie even said, you know, obviously because she's married to James, she is in now a family of black people. She has a mm-hmm. lot of interaction with um, black folks. And she was like, I've had this conversation so much. And the thing I hear over and over again is we can see right through your virtue signaling. Mm. Just be yourself. Wow. Like begging white people to stop (laughs) trying to impress. I'm I'm just, I'm like, literally I'm sweating because this is, this is me. Like totally um, me too. Yeah. When, 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 and because I know this about when people try to do it to me, when they hear I'm a minister, Mm. all of a sudden, all they can talk about is religion. And how sure. and yeah, how yeah, much yeah. they know about that, right? I wonder yep. if that happens to you as a musician. It's like, oh, you totally. played the bassoon. Um, I played the clarinet. Now, and, always, always. Right? That's exactly what people talk about. What they played in school. They talk about their favorite piece. What's your favorite piece? And yeah, like in most of those situations, I just want to like talk about like life or something. Right. I don't even. I don't, I'm actually, like, I, I don't want to talk about that. Right. Or I, I guess there's a, a certain appreciation I have that people are trying to relate to me. But, yeah, they're caring. Yeah, yeah. But but it does come off as sometimes disingenuous. Um and, and so when you when you think about Bradley Whitver's character who's like, "My man," and he's talking all about Obama and um yeah, yeah. It's I think there's this kind of like, "Okay, what's behind this?" And then the fear realized in Get Out is that what's behind that is just pure evil. Mm. Right. Um, where I don't think that's probably true in most cases, but it is a fear probably in a trepidation yeah. that Jordan Peele says, what if that's actually real? Dang. And that's scary stuff. Yeah. Well, okay. So kind of along those lines, the, like the moment where um, she stands up to him, to the cop, mm-hmm. right? Right. Which I didn't get the first time until the end. I didn't think about the fact that her standing up to the cop for him, yeah, um, was for her, not for him. What a what a cool scene to put at the beginning of that movie because totally. then you're on her side. Yep, that's a, is that a save of, the cat? Yeah, that's oh my gosh, <laughs> they give the villain a save the cat moment. Wow, that's amazing writing. Um, but but. Doesn't she come off to you as just a horrible girlfriend throughout the movie? There's well, especially on second viewing, I was like, everything <laughs> she says at his apartment is a lie. Right. Every single thing she says is is like, you know, she's like, I've never dated a black man before. Lie. Um, yep. Dang it. There were like literally four or five in a row, and I was like, write these down. I was like, oh shoot, well, I'm making the read. fact that but, she hasn't told her parents that he's black. Lie. Right, lie. Yep. But then there's something deeper there, which is like now she's just being obtuse mm-hmm. when he says, have you told them I'm black? And she says, why is that an issue? Oh. Ugh, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Because what she is doing there is putting the blame on him for being nervous about that. Right. Um, like, yeah, why? We don't, we don't, we wouldn't, we, it's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. Like, so, so here... 
this is a question that I would have that we, I can't, you can't answer and I can't answer here is like, how can we do better? Well, I guess you did answer it. Be yourself. Well, there's one, right. And so then I was going to save this till the end, but I might as well do it now. I talked to my okay. friend Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the very end of our conversation, so uh, the the other conversations I had with people, people asked me not to um, use the recording because oh, okay. they talked a lot about their families. Okay. <laughs> And I'm not using last names either because they're like, I do not want my white mother-in-law to listen to this. And no, it was me. But Steve said, after a long conversation, he said, there's one thing you forgot about what Get Out gets perfect. Um, He said, it capitalizes on the fear that no one will believe me Mm. or no one will trust what I feel. Hmm. And um, he said... Uh, that's a fear everyone has. I get it, but black people deal with it every day. Hmm. That they tell their stories, or they um, they will they will share something, and people will be like, "Oh, forget it. Why can't you just be colorblind?" Hmm. Right? My parents don't huh. care because they're colorblind. They wouldn't. Oh, they, you're black. I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> notice. Right? And so, a fear that my friend Steve said that he carries is, "I'm never believed." Huh? And this movie does that perfectly. Even mm. the person that he's supposed to be closest to just doesn't believe him and doesn't right. trust that he would be nervous about certain things and kind of poo-poos it at every corner yeah. and every turn. Wow. And she does like one of the amazing bits of writing in this is like the worst thing is to be betrayed by somebody you trust. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, that's what like when he that unbelievable reveal with the pictures yeah. Like, right. I'm like getting goosebumps just thinking about it. But yeah. like, like, cause at the, up until the, the picture's point, you're like, okay, she's weird now. She's like, yeah, she's like creepy, but I guess she's going to go back with him. Um, but then she sees those pictures or he sees those pictures and he's it's just like one after another. Like how many times has this happened? Wait, she said, I'm her first black boyfriend. Yeah. He only, she only dates black dudes. And then like, what? Like, so this is this is this blew my mind. Okay. Another one of my friends, he asked not to be named at all. Okay. Um said that um he he has uh Facebooked mm-hmm. girls that he's interested in, white women. Huh. And if it if it turns out that their whole relationship history is black people, it creeps him out. Whoa. And so he was like I, I mean, it was, it's, it's. There was a theme to the people I talked to that were like, "I do not know how this movie even exists. It's so really? close to my own experience." Wow. Yeah. Huh. Um. So, which I think goes back to what Steve told me, which is like something I think that we've been up against even as we've made this decision, mm-hmm. which is um, people are upset with us for listening. Some people seem upset with us for listening to people's stories. And believing them. Hmm. And so that makes us like two-star Johnny, somebody called <laughs> this guy who gave us two stars who's like, well, uh, it was fun while it lasted. Now yeah. you guys are woke. Right. And it's like we're all we're trying to do is listen to people and believe people. Yes. Just listen to other people's stories and experiences in life. I mean, like hearing James's story is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, here, I'm going to I'm going to chunk in here. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, so like, because it's right on topic with where we, I'm not pivoting or anything, but right. this movie transcends genre. Okay, yeah. Uh, um, like, like I just want people. Like, this is why you wanted me to watch it. Right, right. This is why. Like, if it was just like a genre horror, you'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, watch that or don't watch it. But it's because of what we're talking about, because yeah. of the conversations you've had, like all the thoughts that I've had over the last couple of days about this movie were not the fact that it was a horror movie, but mm-hmm. what it was talking about. Yeah. Which is like, I'm just trying so hard to figure out how to convince Aaron to watch this. Like Alien kind of put her over the edge. Yeah, but that I'm was like, a mistake probably of ours, yeah, of maybe, both of ours, where it's like, sure, just watch this on one of your date nights. Yeah. Uh-oh. Maybe I should have spent my horror capital on a movie that matters. <laughs> Wait, no, Alien Matters. Alien, Alien Matters. Alien's worth it. <laughs> Alien's totally worth like oh, yeah, definitely. that night for sure. Yep. Um, but it it really does. Like mm-hmm. the themes that it talks about, yeah. Um, like we're right, we're talking about right now. Um, it just used the genre. Um, and like, and it uses it in a couple of cool ways. There were a couple like just little homages. Like I, I was watching him talk about it. Like the blue letters of get out were uh-huh. the same blue letters and maybe not font, but the same blue letters as the shining. Oh really? Um, so he like wanted that same color. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. you know, it's just like, uh, the, the flight two thirty seven is what was in uh-huh. the background when he was talking. That's the room that they were in in The Shining. Oh, like, no way. The, That's cool. The, like, the, the symmetrical feel of that basement. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, the old TV that he yes. watches. Oh, exactly. Yep. It was the same yep. TV, but in a different case. Um, okay. As, like, the kid was watching mm-hmm. in in The Shining. So, like, he, he did the horror things. Uh-huh. So, it's within the genre beautifully. I guess he really loved horror. But yeah. it just... It transcends that. Yep. Um, it's got great music too. Maybe we can talk about the music later. But yep. like, yeah. It just gives you mm. more to talk about, more to be like, hey, so what was meeting the parents like for you? Right. It definitely does. And it's been such an amazing question to ask. I think though I think I think about Aaron about how the horror label is unfortunate because it, it's a turnoff to people that will say, I like to watch it. You know how people are like, I, lo- I love everything except mm-hmm. country. Yeah. I love everything except rap. Right. Uh, and so like, okay, I love everything except horror, I would say is a yeah. huge one in, in movies. Right. Um, and so it's unfortunate, I think, that this, because I do think it's a thriller. It is. It, yeah, like. And it's funny, which is an honorable mention of mine. I, I okay. think that I think that um Lil Rel, right? That's his name. Yeah. Who I recognize from Uncle Drew, which is a pretty funny movie you should okay. watch. <laughs> with a guy who has to form a street basketball team with super old people. Very funny. Okay. Um anyways, his character, and he has a significant piece of the movie. Yes. I mean yes. he goes to the he goes to the police station, he's a TSA yep. agent, he's in he's in his apartment. Um all of that stuff is funny, and so it's it only gets gross. What the last ten minutes? 
Yep. You see the head chopped. You see the top of the head chopped yep. off. Okay. You see the brain. Yeah. This goes into our conversation. I was like, okay, dude, I need to know what to what to look out for when mm-hmm. I watch this movie because I get really yeah. scared really easily. And you're like, okay, dude, yep. there's no big sex stuff, mm-hmm. and they do chop a man's head open. <laughs> so like, okay, so I just need to mentally prep myself for the images that I'm going to be worried yeah. about. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think you said it's okay. So is it grosser than Contagion? Mm-hmm. Where it's Gwyneth, oh, right. Pal- it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head they cut open, yep. right? In that yep. movie. That's and it's almost the same thing, right? Like totally. The f- like the, you see the brain. And you see her skin kind of flop. Yeah. Right. Oh. And then there's some kind of violent kills where Chris is trying to escape at the end. Right. Um, You know, whenever you're having to smash somebody's head in with a billiard ball, that's not going to be a pleasant scene. Right. <laughs> but it's 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 off. You you see Chris doing that, right? And you don't see the head being smashed. But you, I, I know it, it, there, there's horror elements there. Um, and then of course there's like the tension building when he sees other people and wonders what the heck is going on. Yeah, that feels scary through the movie, especially on the first watch. That gives you a lot of feels, right? right? Like that's something about the horror genre. Is it like it it does something to your body? Mm-hmm. You're right. right? Like, yeah. and so that's what sometimes I was wondering, like, is that okay? Is what's happening in my body okay? No, no but like, those are normal <laughs> feelings. No, but. Let them out, sit in those feelings. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I was like, there, there are occasions where you're like, why am I sitting in this dark place? You know what I mean? Like when you're watching something scary and I'm yeah, like, I hear you. Like, shouldn't what I do be uplifting and but in general, I like to try to have my head be in a space that's not like well, super and, scary. Well, and you were talking about how the images yeah. stick and stay with you, right? right. And I think um, that was my main issue as a kid is that yeah. I could not shake. Even a poster, like I said, that I saw, Fright Night is a poster that I remember hanging in the window. Right. And it, it took me weeks to shake that image. And so I don't think that it's... I don't know that you can say in some broad way that um, watching dark or scary movies is bad. Right. Um, but I do think you probably need to be careful. Um, somebody told me, oh, you got to see Midsummer," okay. which came out a couple, which is about a cult, came out a couple, <laughs> a couple summers ago. Yeah. And I w- started watching it. And I was like, I can't. Hmm. It is so grotesque. Yeah. That I was like, I can't, I can't do it. Sorry, yep. um, I, I don't think that Get Out is like that. No, um, not at all. Like this, that's what I'm. Maybe Erin will listen to this episode, although we spoiled it already. Um, <laughs> and she watched that Jordan Peele like uh, talks about fan theories thing with me, and she was laughing because uh-huh. he's yeah. funny. He's funny. Oh yeah, he's um, so funny. Yeah, it it just um, it, it transcends it genre transcends. to me. That You're makes totally it right. important enough to watch. Whether yeah, or not you're I totally opposed agree with you. to horror. Because, yeah, it's not... Yeah. I suppose you could just, like, read the wiki synopsis. You know how the the, the on Wikipedia they just write out the whole plot? Right. Um, and so I suppose you could do that. Um, but then you're missing the... I mean, the visuals. And Daniel Kaluuya is amazing in this movie. I mean, how do you cry? Dude. How do you just cry? Or he, how do you, like almost cry you know yeah like um 
it's the same thing with Tony Collette in Sixth Sense where she's uh-huh. her eyes are wet. How do you do yeah, that? I don't but know. But don't cry. I don't know. They've had, I've I'm seen that on like, you know, like Colbert uh-huh. or like Conan will do that, like have an actor do that and you're like like just Dang. cry. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking you're accessing something, but dude, he Could his be. face Mm-hmm. In the sunken place scene, in the hypnosis scenes. That's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, just like, I mean, it's iconic. Or, right? or, like, the, or the lead up to him being yes. hypnotized where he doesn't want that, but mm-hmm. then he thinks he does want it. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's doing some sort of like his head is, yeah. there's a tick happening. Uh-huh. He's, he's His mouth is working. Yeah. Ooh, that is so freaky. Yeah. Oh, totally. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Um. um can I can I read a couple more witness? I have a couple more witness. Absolutely. What would you call testimonies? How about that? Yes. Yes. Um, so I talked to my friend Jeremy. Incredible conversation. Um, he said this. Not only did Jordan Peele put on film the fear of meeting the family of my white girlfriend now wife for the first time, he accurately showed the emotions of something I go through every single day, being the only black man in a room full of white people. Hmm. I could hardly believe what I was seeing. It was so accurate. Folks are constantly trying to one-up each other about how woke they are, Hmm. making sure I hear and approve. Microaggressions Hmm. abound, like how athletic I must be, asking super super personal out-of-the-blue questions about the racial experience in mixed company, Hmm. and even sexual stuff, like that one lady asked Chris. Remember that part where she's like, oh, is it true what they say? Right, Um, yep. I'm stared at and wondered about. I'm constantly torn between staying and getting out. Hmm. And it's lose-lose. If I stay, I feel like I'm in constant performance mode. And if I leave to take a breath, I'm seen as rude. Hmm. It's exhausting. And I saw the toll it takes on me on screen in Chris. It was like Jordan Peele could read my mind and emotions. I've never related to a movie in quite the same way. Wow. Um, And then... um, Steve, who I mentioned before, said this early in our conversation. Get out taps into my primary fear as a black person that I'm really just a token, only an object to be used. Of course, that's tied to how I feel as a minority in a majority world, but it's also a deeply connect it's also deeply connected to the history of black people in America. The scene where Chris is literally sold at auction. Hmm. was a little on the nose for me, but that's the one that speaks to the fear the most clearly. And I guess subtlety isn't something that this movie was going for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I I hadn't thought about, like, he's actually being sold at an auction. Uh Uh-huh. Three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah. Um, And then I hadn't also thought about, I can't remember who was saying this to me, they don't kill him. Right. They don't kill these people that they capture. Yeah. They enslave them. Hmm. Use them. Um, they're still, they still have agency, but they can't do anything about their agency. They're inside. They're still inside that body. Wait, but they, they can't do anything. Wait, they don't have agency though, right? They're watching right. it. Right. Right. That's what I mean. You're right. They don't have agency. They have consciousness. Yes. Like and so they're able through, to see the world yeah. through like that little TV. Oh my gosh, that is so creepy. They're in the sunken place like watching things happening, right? For the rest of mm. that yeah. person's, their their body's life. Right. Oh my gosh, that's oh, Crayon's I'm, dream, dude. That's like, I, I can't even. Um, there, 
Yeah, there's yeah. so much symbolism in there, like how they all yeah. show up in the black vehicles. You know, they look, like they look kind of like hearses, those vehicles do. Yes. Yeah. And they're yeah. sizing them up. Um, yeah. What basically each person is like, how could I benefit from this person? Right. So, yeah. The one guy is like, oh, are, have you ever played golf? Mm hmm. And then right. he does that thing about like, I love Tiger. Oh, I love Tiger the most. Yeah. Oh, it just, just, just so you know, me, I'm it just gives me goosebumps. Okay. Ugh. I really learned though here, dude. Yeah. And I thank you for having that chat um, mm -hmm. to be yourself. Like yeah. I've, I've tried to do that uh, in a lot of different situations. And I've, I've also mm -hmm. tried to do that as a Christian too. Yeah. Like, sure. Man, dude, so many times I've tried to be like, I love Jesus. I'm a Christian, but like, I'm not. You know, like, I yeah. don't hate gay people. Right. right. Let me or, make sure you know. Yeah. Um, somewhere in our initial conversation. Yeah. That I'm good. Like, I um, like science. Uh-huh. You know, like, I'm not, like, I don't may necessarily vote this way or, you know, like, right. you're you're trying yeah. to, like, dude, there was actually John Christ, the comedian, mm -hmm. actually did a really yeah. funny virtue signaling, like, Oh really? He's bit. the guy who does like middle like middle school and like girls yeah. in the fall those videos. Yeah, yeah. But he did one okay. that was pretty funny. He was like, "Okay, I'm totally gonna post about Starbucks and how bad it is, but then mm -hmm. after I post, I'm gonna go to Starbucks." You know, like, <laughs> yep, totally. Like just so I don't know. At your core, you're basic, but you want to make sure people know that you're not right. I, my, yeah. my friend, like my good my friend Brendan that we've mentioned before, he mm -hmm. got flack for not posting the black out circle or square right the, yeah that black square yeah and I actually remember. john chris talks about it in the thing he's like you get mm -hmm. your it's bad if you do it it's bad if you don't do it like right so i guess do good things and who cares what people see or don't see like maybe be good to the core babe instead of the like that's what she had she had a, a veneer a smile mm -hmm. on top and underneath was completely evil it, and she i mean you're talking allison williams now yes right she, I don't know how she does it, but it's, it, you know, something's off with her. Yeah. And I think for me, I was like, she's just a really bad girlfriend. Okay. That's what you thought. And up until she takes the keys out of her purse, uh huh. I thought, well, I guess maybe, she, no, never mind. When he looks at the, when he finds the, that the red picture, box full the box of, of pictures. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you are wondering, is she in on whatever's going on or is she just, a bad girlfriend. Right. Um, so I like the reveal at, toward the end that she's actually part of this um, mm -hmm. weird. I, I, it's not a cult because it's not there's there's no like bowing to anything or seance things. The, right. The, right. Uh, it's all like we're using science. To um, to bring uh, the use of black bodies to its most racist and evil end. Um, and so it's not, it's not a cult. It's like a um, completion hmm. of white supremacy or something. I don't know. I don't know what you would say, but, uh, and so her being in on that is a pretty good reveal because you're still wondering, is she just annoying? Is, is she just a, <laughs> a terrible girlfriend? Hey dude, right. I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to play um, just a little 
snippet mm-hmm. of this music. So here's the 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 I I have a a reason for this, but let me play um just a cue here. Oh yeah, there's that vocal. Mm. Okay, so that that's part of the score, right? It's the singing. Um, and yeah, I wanted yeah. to read the lyrics to this. Okay. Because this is in Swahili. Okay. The lyrics right there are, Brother, listen to the ancestors. Run. No way. You need to run far. Listen to the truth. Brother, listen to the ancestors. Run, run. To save yourself, listen to the ancestors. Wow. So I wonder if anybody speaks Swahili and was watching the movie and they were like, because that's in the opening. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that's, after- that's while they're driving. Right. That's yeah. why the, or you see, or you're seeing the trees go by. Right. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I remember thinking that was a cool, I mean, what is it called when it's not a language, but it's a choral piece? Do you know what I mean? Acapella or uh, acapella. Um, like, oh, like just saying oohs and ahs and laws. Yeah, oohs and ahs, right. So that's what I, I guess that's what I figured it was. Sure. I, maybe I should be embarrassed because I thought that's what it was. But I, I liked that that sound, right? But to hear that it's yeah. actually a message, yeah. a warning. Yeah. I thought that Holy was just cow. super cool. Like the just the way yeah. that they used music in the, like was another, like, I mean, the, the jump scares, the, the strings. Mm-hmm the dance macabre Saint-Saëns sort of feel from that violin tritone thing. Right. Um, and then, but the, but those singers, uh-huh. that, that, just that sound of like, this is, um, it was like, it, Jordan Peele was talking about, it, it's like the ancestors are crying out. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, get out, wow. run, and like, don't trust. Yeah. Powerful music. I- one maybe we can just end with this. I, I think that one thing that I w- did read was, um, and it was not a a black author that was writing this, mm-hmm. was like, well, th- this kind of movie is dangerous because it takes a fear that's not real and oh. makes it real. Oh man, um, that oh this this puts white people in a bad light because um, it's it's showing people that don't exist, right? Oh, Doing things that they would never do. Um, I think I have a couple issues with this. One is historically these these things have been done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that because it's, even though you said it's beyond genre, I think that a horror movie, um, that's that's its bread and butter, is taking a fear and escalating it. And that's what makes the movie interesting. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I still want to go to space even though Alien was made. Right. I'm, right. Not, I'm not, I'm not going to, I, I don't know if that's a good example, but like, um, that's not the point of the movie to say, this is what all people are like. Mm-hmm. I think the point of the movie is maybe you should listen when somebody is afraid of something, mm. right? Like it's great. maybe we need to get better at understanding how other people feel. And so my friend Steve said that thing about like, Subtlety isn't something that this movie is going for. I, I agree with that because I think it's important for people to watch and understand what the point is. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just think it's so good. Dude, I just love 
the irony that um, that scene when he gets the the cotton out of the mm-hmm. he, yeah. He, he, like Jordan Peele talked about that. He was like, it's not ironic. It is ironic. And it was made on purpose that he was picking cotton. That's what saved his life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I then mean, that's, that's a pretty good Chekhov's gun. Cause you see that earlier yes, when he's getting, totally. you, you yep. see him scratching the chair when he's first getting, hypnot- yep. well, before th- that's a nervous tick of his. Yep. Right. And so what one of those things where you're like, oh, that's just a nervous tick. And then it comes back and it's like, oh, okay. So good. And yeah. then the fact that his his camera phone uh-huh. kind of saves the day too. So like yep. that's Will Smith's line of like mm-hmm. racism isn't getting worse. It's just getting filmed. Yep. So yeah. I I loved that. I heard somebody say like her weapon was a silver spoon, the hypnotist, mm-hmm. and his weapon was yeah. a camera phone. Oh man, <laughs> incredible. Now, I think maybe the the prestige of the movie is the final scene where you see the cop car come mm. and he has he's has escaped death uh-huh. yeah. or a fate worse than death. Yep. And he's had to do that by strangling people and killing people and mm-hmm. the the car is coming up on him. He's standing over the dying girlfriend. Yep. And you think that's it for him. Uh-huh. Um, and so this is Jordan Peele at his best, dude, because out comes <laughs> Lil Rel, right? And he is TSA. the hero because he's in the TSA. Yeah. And what I remember seeing that in the theater uh-huh. and thinking that is that's one of the best endings I've ever seen in a movie. Mm. TSA, we mother F do it. <laughs> this is how we do it. Totally. That was Dude, apparently that was an alternate ending, original ending. Um, really? The cop. It was actually a cop. Okay. Which or, which would have been uh, which would have made sense to end on, right? Because that would have been a. Your heart sinks into the your gut, and that's how it ends, and it just sucks. That's what happened to me. I thought it was a cop. Hundred percent, and and I was what like, you're supposed to think. Dang, he is now standing over the bodies and is coming from a house where he just killed a bunch of white people. It's gonna it's gonna be that cop from the beginning, right? Is what I thought. Yeah, 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 um, right. And so there's some sort of like crazy release at the end of the mm. movie mm-hmm. where, um, uh, I think it's better. I think it's better that Chris gets away. Oh, totally. Um, I love it. It might have been just a, a amazing stinger on the point that Jordan's, Jordan Peele is trying to make to yes. actually have that the white cop in the car. Right. Um, but I just think – I think it makes – here's my prediction. I think it makes $50 million more because of that ending. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you're because it gets, a, it gets better word of mouth. Yeah. You leave that movie <laughs> like that's the, that's the cherry on top. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Like you're like, dang, that movie just blew my it freaked me out. It blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It made yeah. me think. And then I ended like that was like it ended super funny. Yeah. TSA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. Listener, it's up to you. We brought our A game on this one. Okay. I mean, we brought our key witnesses. Um <laughs> you it's a your horror A-game movie that we both sure. like. No, no, I I think we both did. Um what what is it? What do you think? Yes or no? Go to Twitter at Two Gomers. 
Go to Instagram at Two Gomers. Go to our Facebook, Two Gomers. Send us an email if you want, twogomers at gmail.com, and let us know, is Get Out a perfect movie? Real quick, because we're running long. Dave results. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> our lowest. His, his face droops oh. when I say such things. Oh, <laughs> man. Poor Dave. Poor Dave Kovic. Not COVID. This is, this is the cherry on top of our chills and thrills month. Mm-hmm. People don't want comedy right now. They want the they want the screams. They want to be spooked. They want <laughs> y'all. Um, Dave got yeah. zero out of zero votes, um, and it was in the twenty percent twentieth percentile for height and weight. <laughs> Everyone agrees they like and maybe even love Dave. Yeah, they liked it and loved it, but they didn't think it yeah. was perfect. No. Um, it, it does seem like this is not the time for people to really embrace Dave, which was the opposite of what we thought. We right. thought easy breezy, light as a feather, political comedy is what people want. Didn't nope. happen, bro. Nope. Um, I've had interesting conversations over the past couple of weeks about that. Julian James, who we talked about earlier. Julie yep. told me they're on their eighth watch through of West Wing. <laughs> wow. Um, hey, real quick. Yeah. Everybody needs to go to HBO Max, right? Get yep. your free trial week or yep. whatever mm-hmm. and watch West Wing special, right? Yeah. It's it's fair warning. It is not bipartisan. This production of West Wing. Okay, that's so true. They say that at the top. They're like, this is nonpartisan. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. I mean, like, okay. Come I on. was buying I was eating it up. I was loving it. We're gonna go vote. But I mean, like, come on, like, okay, not not being super critical here. They could have gotten uh, like I feel like it would have served them well actually to get like George W. Or sure, because I agree, like, yep. honestly, like, a lo- like, okay, hopefully I'm not, I'm not saying anything here. I'm just saying it would have been cool if, yeah, George yeah. W or like mm-hmm. some like, like Republican dude. But I, I get what you mean. Like I heard that like you, can, the closest West Wing gets to bipartisan is the genius sixth and seventh season. Yes, totally. The way that, the way they create the. I don't know if it's the Republican fantasy or Democrat fantasy that mm-hmm. Arnold Vinnick is, right? Alan Alda. Yeah, yeah. That feels like they spent so much time saying, we are going to create a fair and balanced race Yeah. Uh, to, to the presidency after yeah. Bartlett. They do a great job of that. Totally. Well, they, they actually, they do a really good job of that on the show. Like even they do. when they yep. were fighting, do you remember that scene when Ainsley is, mm-hmm. Ainsley and... Um, uh shoot no I can't. and that that actress is is the narrator of in, in the yep. west wing live show yep and great choice oh that's so southern good. Doll. yeah i love that and i loved yep. the music too like seeing wg snuffy walton Come out on. there dude i was crying dude i <laughs> his, was crying his, his, i mean his guitar playing brought me back to felicity mm, mm. he's doing all that and hearing the West Wing, the way it was written on the acoustic guitar, mm. it sounds like a folk song. 
Uh, you know what I mean? I, 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 what could have been better for my soul in that moment? I mean, I actually was tearing up the whole time. Yeah. Even when it was so obviously nonpartisan. <laughs> and I was thinking like, you can't say that. <laughs> right. This thing. Right. Um, uh, and just how brilliant Bartlett is, how brilliantly written he is. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost too good. Anyways, you're right. Get, get your, get your free month of HBO max now. Do it. It's good stuff. Watch that. Fantastic. Go vote. Uh, everybody be safe out there with COVID going around. Wear your masks and all that stuff. Don't be scared and of those witches and ghouls and ghosts. They're not nope. real. Right. And well, except for those two old people right. in my neighborhood. <laughs> those real. are real. Those are real. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Um, full result show uh, of... Dave can be found on the bonus disc, which is one way to support us. Yes. Go to patreon.com slash two gomers. Um, support us monthly there. Uh, thanks to our webmaster, Adam, Jason for graphics, Davis for our music. Our next movie. Oh, baby. Fully into the fall. Yeah. No more election to worry about, I'm sure. Yeah. No more political drama at all anymore in our nation by the time this next episode comes <laughs> <Right>. out. <laughs> We're doing the Goonies. Yes. We've been training for this, just like the spicy nugs are back. Oh, baby. Yep. For our whole <laughs> lives. I'm nervous going into Goonies because I'm like, what I am can too. we even bring to the table? So we'll just have fun. I mean, there, there uh, I would say top movie as far as our family vernacular goes. Yep. 100%. There is so much we say. Shame, shame, we know your name. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's something I said the other day. Let's get out of which here. Is, like, no. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Whenever we leave the house. <laughs> so quotable. Can't wait. Yep. All right. Thanks, uh, Gomertrons, for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you, Gomer Nation for listening. Great app, dude. Super fun. Thanks for introducing me to this movie and for getting those sweet interviews, too. No problem. Be yourself. Yes. Believe it when people tell you things. Yes. Yes. Um, And have a great week. All right, you too, dude. All right. Happy watching the Goonies. Goonies.